Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. He's Tanner Hendrickson, and I'm Brandon Kylie. It's huh. BK and Ferrario. BK, you're like Shakira. Your hips don't lie. <laughs> on 101 ESPN. And right now, we're very happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. I'm just going to blow right past that comment to be joined by our Cardinals insider for The Athletic. She is Katie Wu joining us here on the show. Katie, we always appreciate the time. I hope you enjoyed your weekend off of covering what was a horrific weekend of Cardinals baseball. <laughs> Yeah, so I've heard I did enjoy my weekend, but not as much as I enjoy the mental image of you and Shakira. Hey, Katie, I'm telling Nobody you, needs I'm that. telling you, Katie, this <laughs> this man, he's like he he is just a straight up. He could be a Mariah Carey backup dancer is what <laughs> okay. I'm getting at, Katie. I mean, that's how wow. good he dances. I'm telling you. Tanner, not so much. Amazing. Tan- Tanner is kind of like oh, a. That. Yeah. Yeah. See, Tanner's like a mop. He I can't can really d- dance. Oh, well, my sprinkler's really good. I believe that's that. That's actually like if I could peg Tanner for one dance move, it would be the sprinkler. It'd be the sprinkler, sprinkler or the shopping cart. I was thinking shopping cart for sure. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Katie, what's your go to? Uh, uh, let's go. Dance I'm going to get away from dance move. Oh, come on. What is your go to karaoke song? You know, I think it really depends on my, my mood, um, whether I want to be a performer or whether I want to be an entertainer. Um, or just how long I've been at the bar, that will usually, <laughs> unfortunately, pay into my decision. Uh, but, you know, you can never go wrong with Shania Twain, and you can also never go wrong with Train. Drops to Jupiter, that's an all-time classic karaoke song. Boy, there's three categories I never really thought of. I always just go for the entertainment part of it, <laughs> but, like, the performance part of it, I think I might go only the good die young from Billy Joel. And in terms of being mm. at the bar as long as I've been at the bar, man. I don't even know. Maybe Bon Jovi's living on the prayer just to, to blow everyone's eardrums out. <laughs> that's you know, a good one. No, that's a good one because you you feel you're in the spirit, yeah. and obviously people can tell you've been there a long time after that. Song, yeah, because so. the alcohol makes you a little deaf, so, deaf, so you can't really hear yourself. <laughs> so when you hit that high note, you like I just nailed it. Right, like glass shatters in the background, but Amen. you don't care. No, yeah, people's glasses pop off, but it doesn't matter because you nailed it. <laughs> so last night, exactly. what was popping off was a lot of runs Whoa. in the seventh uh, inning for the terrible Cardinals. I'm going to go with it. <laughs> terrible. Katie, what was it like? What was the feel in the stadium last night as the Cardinals finally got that monkey off their back and they get the big inning? Well, you know, despite the six, the first six innings feeling like it took five days, um, I think what the Cardinals really needed, and yes, I understand it's against a reeling Diamondback squad who is like historically bad on the road, against a reliever who was in there probably an inning too long just out of necessity. But for the Cardinals to be able to explode for six runs there, what struck me was the way that they did it 
their offense was collectively spinning all at once, and it wasn't just a big home run. It wasn't just a, a, a timely base hit. They did it pretty much everywhere. I mean, it starts with Sosa with that leadoff double. What a spark plug he is when he's in the lineup. Tommy Edmond gets the sack bunt down, and then it was well-placed hit after well-placed hit with Carlson. I believe it was Goldie and Yachty, and then, you know, you have a DeYoung with that big homer to cap it off. I thought that was really nice for the offense to kind of put together some good at-bats and score in different ways because they've been having such trouble scoring in general that for them to be able to do it in different ways and different multitudes and have some results and string together that consistency, that was huge for a team that really hasn't had that in the last 10 days or so. So, Katie, can you confirm or deny that the mustache from Paul DeYoung was not like Samson's hair and the power is still there without it? It's it's still there. Um, I, I never got to see the, the mustache in person. I feel robbed, uh, but I've heard it was a glorious two days. <laughs> Katie, more importantly from that game last night, other than the offense, because that was huge, but the Cardinals also avoided that here-we-go-again moment from their pitching staff, and Wade LeBlanc was right behind it, and then the bullpen stepped up. I think that was more important, especially after hearing most comments yesterday afternoon, where you finally got through that, that bad inning that was going to hurt the team for the rest of the game. Absolutely. And I think, you know, I know there was a lot of, of kind of murmuring when Wade LeBlanc signed. They were like, oh, great. Like, what's this going to do? This isn't Scherzer. However, I think LeBlanc, I mean, he's a certified strike thrower throughout his career. He's, he can hit, pitch for the strike zone. He pitches for easy contact. He has a great defense behind him. And he has a catcher in Yadier Molina that works for him. So that's really all he needs for success. And he's detailed that multiple times already with the media. Uh, you know, I'm sure four and a third is not as long as he's planning to go, but for his first start for the Cardinals, his first start in a long while, I believe since end of April, early May, you know, he gets out of there one run and he gives the bullpen a chance. This is a bullpen that has uh, needed to kind of pick up the slack in a lot of ways. And I, I feel like the LeBlanc uh, putting him in the rotation is really going to help that because he has that sturdy veteran presence that can throw strikes. And I know it sounds so simple when we talk about starting pitching and the need to throw strikes, you know, like, Duh, obviously. But that's been a big struggle for the Cardinals, unless your name is Adam Wainwright. So for them to have two pitchers that can do that right now, that really alleviates some pressure. And then hopefully for the rotation's sake, it can keep going. Katie Wu is our guest. You can find her work over at The Athletic. Follow her on Twitter as well, at Katie J. Wu. Katie, we can't tell the story of last night's game without also talking about both the ball boy, ball man, uh, ball man, and also whatever the hell happened with the bullpen usage by the Diamondbacks last night. Do you think that was more about the Cardinals winning it or the Diamondbacks blowing it? Um. Well, I do think, you know, it was actually kind of funny. Um, the usher there, I, I don't know if it was like the ball dude, the usher, whatever the official title is, had some great footwork, some great fundamentals Amen. on that play. Even Mike Schill commented on the post game. He said, hey, you know, that, that was some good footwork there, some good fundamentals. Um, and it helped. Obviously, you know, sometimes when you're a team that's struggling, those little things uh, really help. Now, can you imagine if it was the other way around and it was the Cardinals that were going to score there? That very much what may have been the game in a different direction. Um, but what really was remarkable, and I think the biggest concern or question mark yesterday was Alex Young taking that at bat, the reliever. And I, I remember, I realized what was going on. I bases loaded two outs. And you have a reliever who's very clearly not going to swing the bat in that situation. You're essentially punting there against a reeling offense for the Cardinals that also has had trouble scoring. So I immediately messaged our athletic writer for the Diamondbacks, Zach Buchanan. I said, um, is this some sort of like Diamondbacks-esque play strategy that I just don't know about? And he was like, look, we have, they have no pitching. 
They have, their bullpen's depleted. They need this guy to go at least two to three, and they can't afford to take him out. He has to hit here. Um, so I think the point that I got from that Cardinal stance is that it could always, always be worse. You could be Diamondbacks fans. That is a great point. I mean, at least lay down the bunt there if you're Alex Young, right, and try and force them to make a play. Don't just right? back because out of the batter's box. I mean, I understand you have Arenado and Goldschmidt at the corners, and you have Yachty coming in, but you never know. Make them make the play, right? But he takes three straight pitches for strike three with the bases loaded, and you know they don't get a chance to score really after that. And it was just baffling. Uh, and you know, I, I don't follow Diamondbacks as closely as obviously I follow the Cardinals, but. I, I do know that Troy Lavelle is a, a good manager, and it just must be hard when that is the choice you have to make. That is not a good sign that your team is in a good spot if that's the choice you're making as the manager. So, Katie, we heard John Mozeliak talk yesterday with the media, and then he was just on our station earlier this morning with Carriker and Smallman, and it really sounds like from John Mozeliak's perspective, and maybe he's just kind of putting this behind the curtain until the trade deadline, but it really doesn't sound like any additions are going to be coming for this Cardinals team between now and July 31st. No, you know, it could be a smoke screen. It could be, you know, just what he's projecting. But the conversations that we've had, the conversations that I've, that I've had have been, we have to figure out a solution internally or in-house. Because, you know, yesterday he said that Jack Flaherty and Miles Michaelis will return this year at some point, barring any setbacks. But they're confident that both pitchers will return. And while there's no set timetable for either of them to come back, it's looking like it will be around mid-August or September. And they're hoping that if they can do some stopgap solutions and be as creative as possible through July, then they can reevaluate at the deadline when most teams are really desperate to pull something off, what they need there. And obviously by July 31st, they'll hope to have a more concrete game plan of when they can expect both pitchers back, when they can expect Jordan Hicks back. We should have an update about him at the end of the week. And that will, you know, really influence the direction they go. But for the next four or five weeks up until that trade deadline, they're going to be as creative as possible. That's why you saw Jake Woodford get option down. It wasn't really performance. It was they were very candid, and we were trying to stretch him out at the big league level to be a starter, and that wasn't fair to him. It was kind of setting him up for failure, and we saw Jake Woodford had a big fault, like kind of fell off from what he'd been doing earlier in the season and struggled recently as he was trying to get stretched out. So they're going to send Woodford down to hopefully start for their case if they need him coming back up. LeBlanc will be in there. They've told Johnny Gant be ready for anything and everything. And, uh, you know, there's no telling how Martinez and Oviedo will stay in the rotation. But the plan is right now to find that stopgap solution in-house and hope that that's enough to carry them forward till July 31st. Now, you can also make the argument that they just had four weeks where the evidence was pretty, pretty proven and that it wasn't working. So now they're trying to be a different level of creative and, and kind of just seeing what they have before they can make that move. Katie, I, I guess that's kind of the lead up to my next question because Carlos Martinez is on the mound today and there's a lot of people that would certainly make the case, myself included. He probably doesn't deserve this start after the way that we've seen him pitch this month, but deserves got nothing to do with it. They need him to make this start. If things go poorly today and the Cardinals decided, you know what, it's time to make the move. Carlos just can't make his next start. What are the options for that spot in the rotation, in your opinion? That's a good question. I've been asking myself the same thing. <laughs> I, you know, it was, we were pretty obvious when there, when Mike Schultz said last week that rotation changes were coming. It was either going to be Martinez or Gant. And I thought 
Martinez's sample size overall, and don't get me wrong, Carlos has had some very good outings, but he has been inconsistent throughout the season. Where I believe Johnny Gant has just been inconsistent in June, um, and maybe he was pitching outside his peripherals and was, was prone for regressing, who knows. But I do think the reason why Gant was slotted to the bullpen was his proven reliability and track record as a reliever and his versatility and his flexibility to do multiple things in that role. If the team suggests, and, you know, who knows, maybe Martinez comes out and what he needs is a start against them, back team that can't hit, and he looks great, and he gets another start, sure. If that's not the case, then maybe they implement an opener like they've talked about, and I know the Cardinals have been pretty much been against an opener in seasons past, but they can no longer have that that narrative. They need to try everything as possible, so they will maybe implement an opener there. They could put Johnny Gann back in the rotation. They could even piggyback starters, although that is pretty hard to do in the National League. There's a lot of strategy involved there. Um, but I think right now they're, they're throwing it out there with one more, giving Carlos one more chance to kind of prove what he was able to do a little bit more consistently in April and May, but has really strayed so far off and being able to do this month. Katie, it's going to be interesting to watch. We're always watching for your coverage over at The Athletic, following you on Twitter at Katie J. Wu. She, people should subscribe to The Athletic. It's great coverage from you and from JR on the Blues as well. We'll talk with you again next week. Hopefully you enjoy the rest of the series against the Diamondbacks. Thanks, guys. Looking forward to it. Science proves quality sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed senses your movements and automatically adjusts to help keep you both effortlessly comfortable. And it's temperature balancing, so you stay cool. So you're at your best for yourself and those you care about most. Life-changing sleep, only from Sleep Number. It's our ultimate Sleep Number event. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed plus special financing, only for a limited time. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. The Venture X Card from Capital One gives you more of what you love, like premium travel benefits and access to Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and ten times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. Plus, get access to Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, presented by Capital One. Maybe I'll see you there. The Venture X Card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.